0: Opinions expressed in the following program may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Life in Colorado.
1: My name is Maria Oliver, and this week we are going to talk about StoryCorps. It's a fascinating organization that I became familiar with when I was in the South. Personal, one-on-one storytelling of your own story. And that's just a A base, fine line definition. It's so much more. It it captures moments. It captures spirit. And those spirits and those moments can be shared with future generations. Today, we are lucky enough to have the CEO of StoryCorps, Robin Sparkman. She's with us to talk about StoryCorps, what their goals are, how it started, and the impact that it's having on communities across the country. Uh, Robin, thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Maria, it's such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for having me. Can
1: you tell us a little bit about the history of StoryCorps and a little bit about what the goal is?
2: Sure. So StoryCorps is a 15-year-old national nonprofit. We're headquartered in Brooklyn, and we're an oral history organization. We provide ways for people to come in with loved ones and tell their story. And we have recording booths in Atlanta, New York, and Chicago, and we have an airstream trailer that also doubles as a recording booth that goes all over the U.S. And we've been bringing it around the country for more than eleven years.
1: Oh wow! And and how did you get involved with StoryCorps? What what made you decide to come on board?
2: Well, I'm a journalist by training, and um, I started thinking several years ago when my children were old enough to brush their own teeth <laughs> that I wanted to really find a way of giving back um, because I felt that I had a little more bandwidth in my own life and um, a, I got a call from a recruiter in August of 2013 saying StoryCorps is creating its first CEO position the founder, um, you know, is just really swamped. and The organization is at such a level that they want to kind of divide the founder's responsibilities in two and create a CEO position. And I said, absolutely, I'd be very interested. Mm-hmm. Because as a journalist, I spend enormous amount of time telling stories, particularly the stories of underrepresented groups. And I know that StoryCorps is very committed to bringing in what we call underrepresented or marginalized communities, to come into our recording booths to tell their stories because it's important to tell your story. It's important to be heard. And I just thought it would be a great fit, and I celebrated my five-year anniversary here last week.
1: You said it's a storytelling organization?
2: Well, we do two different things. We provide a forum for people to come in with a loved one and have a meaningful conversation about their lives, and they come in, and they're met by a trained facilitator, and they come into one of our recording booths, and they sit there for about 40 minutes, and they have a conversation. And that conversation, they get to keep a copy, we keep a copy, another copy goes to the Library of Congress, so your great-great-grandchildren can remember what you, uh, or learn about you in terms of what you sounded like and what you had to say and what you thought was important. So that's one part of StoryCorps, where people come in and tell their stories, There's another part of StoryCorps that most people are more familiar with where we edit a tiny percentage of all of those conversations. We broadcast them on NPR, on Morning Edition on Fridays. As well, we have a podcast, and we have animated approximately 60 of those conversations, and we put out several books as well. So people can come in and tell their stories and then a much greater uh, swath of people can actually hear those stories or be exposed to them in some way.
1: Okay, So more oral history, passing history down from Mm -hmm. generation to generation, is that
2: what that is? Yeah, it is. I mean when we encourage people to come into the recording booths and have conversations, we have a suggested great questions list on our website. And it asks all sorts of questions, such as, you know, what are your hopes and dreams for me? How would you like to be remembered? Who is kindness to you in your life? Usually one person in those conversations is inter- interviewing the other person. And, it's, and, and people can use those questions or not use those questions, but it's a way of passing down family lore or wisdom or traditions or funny stories down so that they are preserved forever.
1: And we are speaking with Robin Sparkman. She's with StoryCorps. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. StoryCorps excerpt, The Williams
0: Family. I actually never met your dad, my grandfather. What was he like? He wasn't the biggest guy, but people reacted to him like he was a giant. He could swear with the best of him; It sounded like music, but he never used it to be angry with somebody. I remember my mom would tell me, your dad tried to spank you once, and he cried instead. He had a kind heart. And I remember in grade school, there was a little kid. He was mentally retarded. And one day, there was a bunch of us, and we started throwing bottle caps at him. I picked one up and threw it. It smacked him in the head. I turned around and my dad was standing there. And I thought, oops, I'm really in trouble now. But he looked at me, tears in his eyes, and said, maybe I didn't teach you how to look after others. That's my fault. You know, you could have stabbed me in the heart and it wouldn't have hurt as much. I don't know, maybe that's why I became a special ed teacher. He had a lot of lessons that I hold on to to this day. When I was young, I came home one day and I said, Dad, I was told that men don't cry. He looked at me and he said, Son, that's a lie. If you don't cry, you don't get rid of that poison that's in your body, that hurt, that pain. That's the only way you can truly be strong. That was one of the most powerful things I've learned from him. And that's how I always remember him the way I'd want to be remembered as a good man
1: Thank you so much for joining us. We're speaking with the CEO of StoryCorps, Robin Sparkman. Okay. I, I remember my grandmother was always telling us stories about how she was growing up in Eldorado, Arkansas, and all the different things that they had to go through, especially for her being a, a woman and a woman of color in the South. And, mm-hmm. and I remember in my 30s remembering those stories and them actually starting to make sense at that point. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm, I mean I mm-hmm. got lucky I, I had a grandmother who was alive I had a grandmother who was very vocal and, and very open with sharing things but I noticed other people some of the stories some of the histories get lost from generation to generation because we don't share because we, we don't know how to translate those stories to the future generation I know you mentioned a facilitator
2: does that person help with that? Sure we have a group of, of young people, and it's typically kind of like the Peace Corps, where they come in and they work for StoryCorps for two years, and we spend a lot of time training them. And then they travel all over the country, and what they do is they sit in those interviews, and they help facilitate them, and they work the equipment, and they just help with the conversations to make sure that they're smoothly um, happening and that people are comfortable and that they're aware of the time typically story core conversations are only forty minutes, and sometimes it takes people a while to warm up and they want to make sure that they get to say whatever it is that they want to say. you know if you have a particular story that you wanted to get out of uh, one of your family members that you, you you got that on record in those forty minutes so that that would be preserved forever and ever
1: when I was uh, on your your website, there was a phrase that that stuck out to me it was in the mission statement it was uh, the phrase "shared humanity." What does what does mm-hmm. that mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, shared humanity means what we all have in common as human beings, and it's just very easy if you uh, watch the news or you. Um, get upset by things that you're hearing that happen, you know, in in town or things like that, that it's very easy just to kind of forget that we are all individuals and we're all basically the same. We're all people and we have many of the same hopes and dreams for each other and for our families. And the StoryCorps stories They're edited in such a way, the ones that we we put on broadcast, that they're supposed to kind of remind you that human beings have much more in common than divide us. So it reminds you of that, you know, we all want our children to grow up to be safe and happy, and we want to make sure that our elders are taken care of properly when they are older, and we all want to make sure that we have clean water to drink and enough food to eat so it's, sometimes we forget that and we um, don't remember how much we have in common, and we're trying to do that through each of these uh, edited stories. And, and not
1: to take it a little bit deeper, but in this social media world where we're all overly connected but not really, it seems like one of the things we've forgotten to do or, or know how to do is talk to each other and listen yeah. to each other.
2: You betcha. Um, and StoryCorps, we tried to provide a place where uh, you know you're, you're, you don't have to worry about walking your dog or what are you going to make for dinner or the emails you got to respond to for your boss. It's forty minutes. It's a meaningful conversation. You sit down. It's quiet, and you're and you put some thought into it. Hopefully, because this may be the only StoryCorps conversation you ever do in your life. But you sit down and you have this conversation with someone. And you're really focusing on the deep stuff, on the stuff that matters. And hopefully you're you're listening and, and hopefully it's a conversation where each person gets to talk and to listen to the other person. It seems very simple and it may seem very quaint, but we think that it's been very successful over the last 15 years. We have uh, hundreds of thousands of people who've participated in the StoryCorps. It's the largest single collection of human voices ever gathered. And, and you know our feeling is that We are providing a public service for people by allowing these conversations to take place.
1: Yes, definitely, allowing people an opportunity to talk, to listen, and to share in in a safe
2: environment. Right. That's right.
1: Sounds Mm -hmm. exceptionally awesome to me. Now, I know you said you're based in Brooklyn, but you all were in Colorado not that long ago. Is that
2: correct? That's right. Our mobile recording van, which travels all over the country, it spends a month in ten different cities every year. So uh, right now, it's on. It's going to be going to Birmingham, Alabama, and last summer, it spent a month in Fort Collins. We've also been to Denver and Colorado Springs, and all throughout the state. But yes, we had a lovely time in Fort Collins.
1: Now, I, I did a little bit of research, and I did just dig into your website a bit. Now. There's something uh, your listener survey results, and I, I know we're sitting here talking about how important you know words are to share words, to exchange words, to hear the words that individuals mm-hmm. are saying, but w- tell me a little bit about some of your listener survey results that that you've gotten.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, what we know is that listening to our content and watching our content in our animations it helps build empathy and understanding, it helps build awareness and appreciation of society connections across difference. It helps inspire engagement and action. Um, you know, people listen to StoryCorps because it helps them understand and empathize with people who are different from them, um, and it makes them feel you know, more positive about society and more connected to others who they don't actually know. We're very excited by this, and we feel like it's it's making a difference in, in terms of these findings.
1: Now, actually, you have some figures to support that, uh, your impact and participation figures are from, I think, just a couple years ago. Uh, how did those come out?
2: We survey everyone who comes into our booth and tells a StoryCorps story, and we also survey people who use our app to, uh, to record StoryCorps conversations. And what we know is that people think of their life and their experiences is meaningful and mattering to others. They feel more connected to their interview partner. Um, they're, they also, uh, they're more likely to become involved in a social or political issue related to their interview partner's life experience or background as a result of this com- these conversations.
1: What's next for StoryCorps? What's next?
2: Well, we have a new program. It's called One Small Step, and we created it during the uh, last presidential election. And what we wanted to do was something very different for StoryCorps. Typically, people who come to StoryCorps, you bring someone that you really care about. Like I've done it with my sister, my husband, my best friend. And what one small step, we wanted to have people come in who don't know each other and who disagree politically about issues. And we wanted them to, to come in and have a StoryCorps-type conversation and get to know each other as human beings, we did not want them to discuss policy issues. We did not want them to discuss um, you know um, like legislation. Mm-hmm. We wanted them to just talk as as people and um we launched it we we were sort of in a in a pilot stealth phase. Uh, in late 2017, and then we officially launched it in September 2018. It was actually the day of the four de Blasi hearings of of Mm -hmm. all days. Um, And we have just been thrilled. We've brought together a broad coalition of funders, and we have been just really excited by um, working with groups all across the country at universities and small towns, and um, we're we're starting to work with faith-based organizations to bring in people who want to have these types of conversations and who don't know each other in the first place. And the preliminary data, because we, we, we're very into research and evaluation here, from the participants is that they feel a little more hopeful about society in general after having these conversations. And they are thinking a little bit less um, uh, negatively about people whose views they disagree with. Um, So they're just a a little bit more uh, open-minded. They may not agree at all, but they're just thinking a little less negatively about the the other person and and what that person's views represent.
1: That is such a valuable service right now. Uh, We've always been a nation of varying opinions, always been a nation of varying walks of life, but now it seems like, and, and I want to blame it on social media, I really do, and it makes me sound like an old person, but we've forgotten how to talk to each other. I mm-hmm. I, I especially have some views that are totally and completely different from, from my parents or, or even from some of my peers. And, and, and a lot of times I keep them to myself because I don't want to ruin that friendship by expressing myself. And that is just ridiculous. You want to not ruin a friendship? By not expressing yourself, so I mean mm-hmm. to me, StoryCorps is so important right now, showing us mm-hmm. how to, to sit down and communicate, just just mm-hmm. just communicate, and it's okay to have different views. It's okay that we all don't agree, and that that's what makes us strong. But I, I feel that StoryCorps is providing a valuable service, as far as truly allowing us to be connected. Do you feel that way with a lot of the social climate things that we have going on and, and so much polarization? I mean, are you all hoping it to, to be a catalyst, especially as we get closer to 2020?
2: Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, for too many people in this country, their political views are what define them as human beings. And so the message that we're sending is that, no, you're actually more multifaceted than that, and we actually um, have much more in common than divides us. You can see yourself and the world through a particular political lens, or you can choose not to do that. You can be more open-minded. And I think that StoryCorps provides a forum for people to come in and have those conversations and two with our content we're trying to show that giving people examples where uh, people can have these sort of civilized conversations and connect as individuals find those touch points um, even if they disagree about a whole array of political issues
1: StoryCorps excerpt: One Small Step Two Strangers
3: I'm a single father. I have two children. I actually grew up in Griffin's Baldwin County. If you're born in that county, you have like a 16% chance of getting out of poverty. So I'm like the 16%. Mm -hmm. And I tell that to my children. There's no excuses. It comes from within.
1: And something that I also convey to my children. My parents grew up with nothing. My mom didn't have shoes, didn't have food, that kind of thing. And you know, she's the one kid that put herself through college as a single parent.
3: Yeah. When you think about the future, uh, what are you most scared of?
1: I am just really nervous for my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like right now everything is just mean and nasty. But
3: instead of reacting with kindness or yeah. compassion, people are quick to react with, yeah. I guess, hate, hate or anger. And yeah. not just like me and you're doing it, sitting here talking and trying to understand yeah. perspectives.
1: Is there one thing that you respect about the way that I see the world? No. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough.
3: Uh, I think you said that you want the best for this country. I respect that view, and I agree with that view. Okay. Is there anything that you respect that I said today?
1: That you're a hardworking single father that wants what's best for his children, and I think that that's commendable and... Common between you and I for sure.
2: So, thank you.
1: And we're back. We're speaking with Robin Sparkman. Now five years in as CEO. What is your favorite StoryCorps moment, or the moment that you sat back and were like, "Wow, we're doing some good."
2: Oh. Well, there are so many of them, but I'll give you two. Um, one is a veteran story, and one is an LGBTQ story. So the veteran story is simply, um, I heard a man, and I don't actually want to say his name, but he runs a public media station in the Midwest, and um, hearing him talk about his the death of his son in Iraq and Afghanistan at a, at a big uh, event, it was kind of a StoryCorps interview type situation where he talked about the the loss of his son in such honest and moving terms. And I felt privileged, honored, um, really a state of grace to just sit there and hear him talk about his son and to share his pain with me and the other people listening to him. I I will never forget it. It was very real. And uh, his son seemed so vivid in the way he described him. And I just felt deeply, deeply honored to be there. Um, So another example is um, on our podcast, we encourage people to leave us voicemail messages in terms of, you know, any feedback they want to share, kind of like a letter to the editor type Mm -hmm. thing. And uh, a woman called in and she said, my son, my teenage son came out to me as gay and I honestly would not have known what to say to him but I have been listening to StoryCorps stories, and we do a lot of stories where people talk about um, being lgbtq and and uh, either coming out to their family and friends and and not being well received and how hard that is or simply uh, we're covering challenges in in their lives um, and they and they in uh, their romantic lives um, and they happen to be lgbtq um, and so this mom she said when my son came out to me. I had heard StoryCorps stories, and I knew that it was okay to be gay, and, and I just you know tried to give him love and tell him that I cared about him and I supported him, and I wouldn't have really known how to, to do that if I hadn't heard the StoryCorps stories. And I thought that was such a powerful moment because it was so wonderful to know that our stories about love and acceptance and the humanity of that we all share that it had affected this woman and that it was going to affect her son in a positive way, that hopefully this young man, you know, in this challenging stage in his life, that he will be better off because the story core content um, kind of got through to his mom.
1: Was there anything else about uh, the organization, anything about maybe um, people from this station participating or, or, or anything that you'd like to add in here?
2: Well, I would just say that, Anyone who would like to participate in a StoryCorps conversation is welcome to go to um, our app, to the App Store, and to download it. And there are questions on it, and it's a very simple, easy thing to use. Uh, At Thanksgiving, we encourage people to use the StoryCorps app to interview elders. We call it the Great Thanksgiving Listen. And over that weekend, to find an elder and have that kind of meaningful conversation that you don't normally get to have. So that's the if you can't actually get to a StoryCorps recording booth.
1: All righty. So if you want to participate in StoryCorps, there's an app for that. I'll log in short. Okay. Oh, actually um
2: do you want to have people go to the website at all for anything? Sure. If you come to storycorps.org, um you can see edited excerpts from hundreds of stories as well. You can see all of our 60-plus animated shorts, and our podcast uh, excerpts. So feel free to go uh, to the website if you're trying to get a feel for the content. Also, if you are um, outside of Colorado or you're going to be traveling uh, over the course of the year, you can look at our mobile tour stops, and you can see where the mobile tour is going to be throughout the rest of 2019, and hopefully you can go there and, and book a spot.
1: Thank you so much for joining us, Robin. We really do appreciate your time, and we especially appreciate what you're doing in the community, giving people a chance to,
2: to hear their own voice. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Wonderful to talk to you, Maria.
1: Thank you for taking time to join us this week. Uh, we've been speaking with a CEO of StoryCorps, Robin Sparkman. That does it for our show this week. I'm Maria Oliver, and this is Life in Colorado.
0: If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado.